Welcome to Coys in the Hood, Season 1, Episode 9. I'm here with Bonesy and Rav. Um, we're going to be looking at the West Ham game. We're going to be looking at the Fulham game. We're going to be talking about the transfer window, just to, to summarise up whether it was a good or a bad one. We're going to be talking about Champions League in the week, and obviously Man City on the weekend. Um, just a bit of a shout-out to Neil for hooking us up with some tickets for the weekend for the Fulham game, and a shout-out to Loz. Um it was good fun on Saturday. The stadium was buzzing and it was uh, a lot of fun to get down there for the first time this season. Um, Rev, how's it going? Yeah, not bad. Uh, it's been quite. It feels like there's been quite a lot of football since the last time we podded. It and is. It's, um, it's quite a lot to remember. I think the features are going to be like this all year though, aren't they? Yeah, that's why we're Pretty doing. Much. This is why we're doing it on a Monday tonight, just to yeah. kind of change it up a little bit to try and fit in and potentially two pods a week, maybe. If we can be bothered, um, Bonesy, what's happening? What's been happening, Bonesy? Um, yeah, much, much like Rav, football's coming thick and fast. Um, I'm not complaining. It's it's nice. It's, it's it's nice that there's no restrictions and you're getting f- like full crowds and people are back enjoying football where it should be. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's good and the fact that we've made. A very very good start to the season, still unbeaten. Yeah. Yeah, one of one of two teams left in the league that are still unbeaten. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh right, okay. Somebody so, else in City. So what happened at the weekend? So, uh, well, we'll get to that. But I'm guessing, I'm assuming somebody lost at the weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, the West Ham game was a few a few week well a few days ago. It was Wednesday, wasn't it? Last Wednesday, week. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to go too deep into that. There was a bit of negativity after the performance. People weren't happy with how we played. There was a few people calling out, you know, the starting eleven and the substitutions are a bit late and yada yada yada. I don't really want to go too deep into West Ham because I think it was it was like nearly a week ago. So, but yeah, your your hot takes, Rev. What what, what was your Not, feelings about the game? Um, there was a lot of negativity towards Sun and and VAR and, and stuff like that. But I think because we've had another game since, it's kind of hard to look at that West Ham game and and be too negative on it. To be honest. I think we said it about Chelsea earlier on in the season, but going to their place is quite a difficult game for us. They didn't really turn up, but it is another point that we didn't get last year. Did we lose last year? Yeah, I think so. There you go. Another another point in the bank. Nottingham Forest didn't play them last year, but we did play Burnley last year and lost. Who got relegated? So we'll just mm. say that Nottingham Forest to Burnley. I know it's kind of manipulated the, the the data, but you know we can do that. Um, Bones, what is your feelings about West Ham like? Um, I mean, I I wasn't too I was disappointed with the result, um, and I think the performance. I think it was just it was an early season away performance where it was like we're not going to lose this game. The minimum we're taking we're taking a point at least, um, and I think a lot of people were getting very excited. I mean, I. I expect us to win every week now, like, and I think a lot of fans, because of the signings, because of Conte, because of our potent, our strike forces, and how decent we have been defensively, I think we're expecting Tottenham to win every week, every game, we're disappointed if we don't win, so I think there's a little bit of that in it as well, um, so yeah, I was, I wanted more, but, yeah, I was quite happy with a point because yeah, it just means that in this se- this season, two away London derbies and their fans haven't had anything really to shout about. Cause no, they haven't. And you know, as much as they've had a, a really shit start to the season, they're not going to drop a lot of points at home, are they, West Ham? Like, I mean, David Moyes is is a pretty pretty bland manager. He's like no frills, and he's getting. 
he's getting quite a lot out of that, out of that squad, isn't he? And he done really well with them last year. I don't think there's much more you're going to get out of them unless they get like some Russian oil money or some fucking, you know what I mean? Like I mean, they, were, they were a good side. They finished, what was it, sixth last year? I, so, I don't think they're going to get them dizzy spells like this year. I, don't, I can't see it. But yeah, so yeah, I was, I was happy with my point. Okay, I want to move on from West Ham, but before we do, I want to say, was it a penalty or not a penalty? Um, I mean, if they had been a penalty against us, we'd have all been livid. The fact that it hits him in the face first and then ricochets onto his arm and it doesn't look like it's going on target. And yeah, I think it would have been harsh if the penalty would have stood. Rev, what do you think? Penalty or no penalty? Uh, the more I think about it, the more I think not a penalty. But we've had a situation where it's hit someone on the body and then ricocheted onto their arm and then been given. Yeah. And so I want it. So just out of like petty bitterness, you want the I'm penalty. a bitter fan, man. So you're not, look, you're not looking at it from like a kind of third person. You're saying, give me penalties. Give me penalties forever. Right now. now, fair enough. I mean, Harry Kane missed his last one. So oh, yeah. it would be good to see him just get that out of his system and get, a, get just put one in. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, so yeah, West Ham. It was a point. It was a good point. Maybe the performance wasn't quite what we would hope, but fuck it, we move on to Fulham. Uh, yeah, me and Rav were at the game. It was a good atmosphere. It was great to get down to the lane the first time this season. Good seats. Really good seats. Again, shout out to Neil for hooking us up. They were fucking awesome seats. Really good view. There isn't a bad seat in the house, is there? At the nah. new stadium, is there? They're just, just, just a fabulous. Every angle is just class. He's, he's thought of everything, Levy. He, he really has. has. It's uh, yeah. It was it was a nice day out. Uh, plenty of beers and yeah. Um, Rav, what was your what was your perspective of the game? How do you think we played? Well, just in contrast to the West Ham game, it looked like we'd we'd finally come to the Premier League and we were playing not. Under Conte, we're not going to play tiki taka like Barcelona stuff. It feels like the season started now, doesn't but it? It does. There was a lot of crisp passing, little movements in the midfield, uh, getting it out wide quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and Sonny, to be most importantly, Sonny looked like he was back to his old self a little bit more. Absolutely. I was very unlucky to not score a hat trick. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Didn't need to be as close as it was. Like I think we were we were both a bit worried at two one, but really it could have been four nil and it. Like we wouldn't think anything different. Really. No, it was one of them games where I think I think we had like twenty odd chances. I think ten or eleven were on target, and that doesn't include the ones that hit the post and the ones that were, the goals that were disallowed. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And, and, and the way that the pundits were talking, or and the way that the commenters were talking, it was like it was like Fulham were in it until the end. It was like, yeah, of course they were in it because they could have nicked an equaliser. But wait, I don't wanna, I don't want to look at the stats too much, Luke. What what was your what was your take from the game? I mean, I, I, I streamed it and yeah, similar to what you, what you were saying, that it felt like the, the commentators on the stream, they were watching a completely different game because how we didn't win that game four, five, was six. Was you watching it on like being sports with Arab, Arabic no, commentary? No, it was, <laughs> I can't remember. And a hurricane. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't remember which side it was, um, but it was English commentary. And yeah, they were, yeah, it was, uh, they were saying, oh, Fulham are making it difficult and this, that and the other. And I was just like, what? I mean, if we had our shooting boots on, that it could have been a fucking 9-10, like Liverpool's result the, the other week. It we only were all it, over them. Yeah, we, we were. And I, th- I thought we played really well, to be honest. I thought, and it was, I think at times we were quite relentless in our attack. It was a case of some, I don't want to give Leno too much credit, He's not a good goalkeeper. But I think if Son was on that hot streak that he was on last season, I think we scored five in that game, no problem. Mm. Uh, I think Kane was pretty good. I mean, we'll get on to Richarlison. Um, but yeah, it, it was... it was. I wouldn't say it wasn't comfortable at the end. When... when um, what's, the, what's the guy's name before? Mitrovic. When Mitrovic gets that goal, and he took it really well, he ain't going to score many goals like this season. I don't think that's his game, just like little creepy little curlers in at the, at the far post like I don't think he's going to score a, 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 a many goals like that this season is he that's not his game he's a, he's a, he's a he, he, he hustles and bustles with the back centre halves and and gets his head on the end of stuff I think he's just like a kind of old school like number nine isn't he it, but the goal, it was a great finish it was 
it was like watching Harry Kane because Harry Kane's and we've seen him do that countless times. Well, that just shows you, you can't give teams too much, yeah. too much, especially like the quality that he has. And there was them two chances where Larice they both deflected. They were not identical chances, yeah. were they? So he's hit it, and they've just kind of someone's got a leg on it or a toe on it. And it's just kind of lifted it, and Larice has got a hand to it. You know, you've got to give props to Larice because we were we were we were there, and that and that was where we were kind of sitting, and. Both of them saves, you look at them, you think, fuck, that looked like that might have dropped in there. And I think, yeah, I think they, they, were. Were. they were. They definitely were, yeah. I, was, well, I watched Match of the Day, like, obviously I was watching the stream, but I watched Match of the Day as well. And um, yeah, they were both very, very good saves. So yeah, props to Larice. He's, he's been getting, he's another one that's been getting a bit of kind of stick. I mean, he does every year because of his, his, his distribution with the ball. He's, 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 you know, the way he's kicking isn't the best. We've, we know, we've known that for 10 years. But he's an unbelievable shot stopper, and you know what I mean. There's not there's goalkeepers that wouldn't have got to those, or right. might have tipped them onto the bar, and maybe that kept it kept the attack alive. But he managed to save both. Peter Shilton wouldn't have got to that. No, he <laughs> wouldn't have. Just reminded a bit like that goal West Germany scored against us. Yeah, <laughs> deflection. But they were both identical, weren't they? Them chances yeah. that he oh. tipped, tipped, managed to tip over. Um, so yeah, obviously. Um, Hoiberg scored the first goal. He had a really good game, didn't he? Yeah, he was a he was a maestro. I know he gets a lot. We've said it countless times that he gets a lot of flack. He does get a lot of flack, but he was controlling midfield. I thought him and Bentacle worked really well. But it's the same thing again, isn't it? We said last week he does a bit of everything, doesn't he? Yeah, but like, like he 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 can pass the ball. He can he can switch the ball. He's scoring now. Like little, little cheeky dink over the top to play yeah. in. Uh, I think it was with Charleston. And yeah, like. Again, he gets he gets too much hate for what he actually brings to the team, and we we keep saying it. But yeah, maybe I'll just stop there because we've said it. And the finish, times. the little give and go, and the finish was top draw. Yeah, and he does get himself into them positions. But yeah, uh, Ravi's right. We've we've crowed over Hoiberg last week, but he does deserve a bit of um, a bit of kudos because he did get the opening goal, and it was. It was a bit. It was hard to, to kind of. To, it, it felt like it, we were struggling to open him up in that point, and uh, it was a, it was a relief to get that goal. And it was, I think, you know, it, it became a bit of a one way traffic after that goal. We all we all felt a bit calmer, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah, man of the match. Who are we going for in that game? I think for me, it's got to be Richarlison. Okay. He's, he was just everywhere. The, and the fact that how he's managed to get on the, the wavelength with Kane and Son so quickly, like with one-twos and stuff like that, is is promising. But yeah, I just like his work rate. He he chases like he doesn't give defenders a fucking second. He's on them. His work rate is is pretty impressive, and you know we we can. I don't I don't, I don't want to be one of people. Oh, if you if you're in the stadium, you see it differently. You know what I mean, but. You do see him sprinting from one end of the pitch to the other, For and it's like balls. fuck. Yeah. Like he's back, like sitting. You know, he's he's tucking into the, the corner flag with Emerson, trying to defend a cross coming in. When he was just on the other end of the pitch, trying to like get on the end of a cross himself. But yeah, you're right. I think I, I would love to give it to, to Hoybier, just because I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does, um, and chipping him with a goal as well. But yeah, Richardson was sick when he ran. Yeah, I think we we were sort of looking at each other in the stands and going, uh, "We've got a new hero already." Like, and it's a shame that his goal was chalked off. But that was you could see how the team were celebrating when he scored because they were so happy for him and he did look good. Like, it, it wasn't a case of all oh, this is some guy that's come onto the pitch and we love him. He's he looks like a proper player and he's going to do bits for us. I he, hope he does, and I, I think that's what we said to each other, isn't it? We said yeah. that we've got a new hero down here, and it isn't like we've got a new. Lamella, who's going to do shithousery and wind the opposition up and, you know, kick them, kick them in the back of their heels. When Richarlison's got a bit about him, he was, he was, he looks a lot better than I thought. He, he looks a lot better yeah, than I, I thought he was. That, yeah. And that's not me just trying to hype us up. I'm not hyping us up. I still don't think we've clicked yeah. properly yet. I think that was probably our best performance so far. But Richarlison excites me. That, I've got to be honest. He that, excites me. That little sort of half volley kick that hit oh, the bar yeah. imagine that would have went in that would have been the greatest first oh, goal my ever life what a build up as yeah. well from Sun and oh, it was really it really was, good it was excellent and yeah you're just hoping that he, he gets one soon and hopefully at home like you want him to get his first goal at home now that this one's been cancelled yeah I think I think um, 
I've, I've got to be honest, I think we recorded the first podcast before we signed him. I think we did. I'm not sure. Was episode one before we signed with Charles? I think it might have been. Or it, it might have been in the week when we did. It was around that. Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't for it. You know what I mean? I've got to be honest. I, I wasn't for it. I wasn't for Gabriel Hazes when we were linked with him as well in the summer. I wasn't. I didn't think that's where we needed to improve. But having seen him this season, and especially against Fulham, he was fucking class. Like he really, really was. And um, yeah, other than scoring a goal, it was like a it was a perfect performance, wasn't it? I mean, how many times? I mean, it gives us that opportunity. And how many times has Harry Kane been subbed off at two 0 to give someone a rest? Doesn't happen. You don't see it. Nah. So having him means that Kane can get a bit of a rest. I mean, we made it difficult when, because I think we all thought, oh, 2-0, the game's done and dusted. And when they scored that one, it was like, oh, shit, we've taken Kane off. But That's right. I did. I actually, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought in that moment. But, yeah, I think he's, he's definitely pushing for a start. I mean... I thought he was going to just be a bench player and and him starting again uh, head of Kulisevsky well done <laughs> um, I thought it, I thought maybe it was um, and there was talk of that I thought oh, but Kulisevsky has been fucking great but now nah, it's going to be a battle I don't I don't think anyone's safe up front I think they're all going to have to do bits to stay in that team and it was nice to see because Son didn't deserve to get taken off because as a, he didn't. He didn't score, but he had a very, very good game, and he looked a menace. And a defender wouldn't want to play against him in that mm. form, regardless of whether he scored or not. That's. It was only a couple of good goalkeeping moments, and maybe he's he's not quite at that level he was last year that stopped him from scoring at least two goals, I think, on on Saturday. Um, so we spoke up with Charleston and Hoybier. Is, is there anyone else you want to give a mention to, well, Rev? I I kind of wanted to say that um, I don't want to knock Sanchez and Davies because they, they have been good when they've played this season but I think we looked a lot better in a, almost in attack because Longley and Romero played because the way they could c- control the board under pressure and I, I read somewhere that Langley's like um, press resistant he's like one of the most press resistant defenders and I don't really know what that means but it, it, it's playing the ball out the back and seeing Sessegnon free on the wing and pinging it to him I think that's a, that part of the reason why we looked a bit better it seemed like they got a lot of space didn't it over on the left hand side because we were kind of sitting behind in the first half we were sitting behind the goal it seemed like they had a lot of space uh, I, I, Longley I didn't even notice him on the pitch I suppose it's a good thing for a defender do you know what I mean yeah. like I didn't notice him I didn't feel like there was any particular moment where you're like fuck where you're like, like he's going to get turned or he's going to get Someone's going to play the ball beyond him, and someone's going to run him behind. There was no, there was no point when I felt like that. I don't know whether you saw this, saw it the same. I felt that most of their threat come down the right hand side, so they were attacking kind of Romero and uh, Royale. Yeah. So that was where I, I thought that's where their threat was coming from. I thought I, I just thought Longley was really composed. Like I think there was one moment where he might have slipped over or something, but uh, but other than that, he was just cool and composed and. I never really thought that he was... And he hasn't been tested yet, and obviously it's his first game. But I, I kind of thought, yeah, I, I like a bit of that in our in our left centre-back who can kind of do what Romero does, but maybe not as hot-headed. Like, Romero's a bit passionate, and Longley might be the chilled, yeah, i got this, don't you worry. Got, you've got two guys that see the passes early for our, for our wing-backs, so they're playing the ball into them early because you can see the way they try and move everybody over to one side and leave a lot of space for against Fulham it was Sessegnon he was getting a lot of space on the left hand side that's kind of how we were playing moving over to this side and then switching the play over to him and then it was bang hit you know hit fifth gear and attack but yeah so Luke like notable mentions Um, I think Sessegnon had it's probably his best game I think for us yep Um he looks like he's growing in confidence um, week in, week out. And it, I, I still think it might take him another three, four months because sometimes he still looks shook. But I think he's gradually getting there. And he's he's a pacey player. I think sometimes his decision-making in the final third could be better. But he, got I think, an, he got another assist, didn't he, for Harry's goal? 
he's I think he's getting there. He's getting there. He's starting to get that confidence and he's trusting himself in what he's doing. Before it was like he he didn't trust himself. Um, so he had a really good game. And I think again, I think Royal had another solid game. Like there ain't a lot that gets past gets gets past him. You know, he might not be the best game forward. And sometimes I think he holds up our attacks on that side. Um, but again, defensively, I thought he was good. No, he, uh, I, I can't really, I can't really pick out any performance in that game that draws any critique. Really, mm. I don't think our defenders had a lot to do. Again, Dyer, like, did, did, it was quality. Don't I really, don't really remember him having to do too much. Yeah, I thought Benzacore was also very good as well. Uh, he works his ass off, and I, I was, I was upset to see him get a yellow card, but he did it. It was it was a little bit late, and he I think he got the yellow card for petulance, didn't he? Because he kicked the ball away, didn't he? Yeah. Think, it wasn't yeah. for the challenge, but yeah, I think him and Hoiberg in the middle is is a very sturdy like pivot in the middle. Do you know what I mean? It allows us to win the ball, and I, I you know it's, it's it's early doors. I don't want to get too carried away. Um, yeah, I mean it was a good win. It was closer than it needed to be, but yeah, I mean. I guess we can move on to uh, transfer window summary. Oh, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because so the way Conte's been talking, uh, according to Dan Kilpatrick, is he sees this as a long-term thing, and this is the, his first real window to make changes, and it will come with time. And we're not really going to match the cities and Liverpools now, um, but. Then again, he's only got like what he's only got to the end of this season, hasn't he? And then he's what his contract? I think so. Yeah, yeah he hasn't signed a new one. Not yet. Uh, well, he it's the way it sounds like he might be, but um, but yeah, I, I kind of I kind of feel like at the start of the window we, when we're getting people in, I was kind of gassed, but then see after everyone's left and seen our bench against West Ham, it was kind of like we've got one one attacker in Richarlison to come on. And the rest were kind of defenders and maybe one midfielder. And so I still think we're a little bit short. So not as good as I initially felt, but I don't know what you guys think. I think it was, I think it was important to get some bodies out the door, this transfer window, because we've always struggled with that. And we always end up not signing anybody because we end up with like Winks who's still sitting around. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I don't want to go into Winks. I don't want to go into Ndombele. We, we don't need to talk about them. But... They need to. They need to get moved on. And the fact they're running out for loans is another fucking transfer window where we've got to fucking deal with trying mm. to move them on again. But yeah, they're not there. They're not disrupting anybody. Their attitude, if it is that, is 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 not going to be around the changing room or the or the or the or the training field. But again, it's still that thing of like we can't. We we haven't got the ability to move these players. Or nobody nobody really fancies them. So like that I mean that'd be my one disappointment. For, again, the players we've signed, yeah, we brought some new players in. We have signed what five or six, seven players. I think it's eight off that Will Lancashire. Yeah, but I mean he's not. Yeah, yeah. Destiny Udogi though. He scored the other night. He did, yeah. He did. He, he did looks indeed. quite good against Mourinho as well. Mm. Yeah, good lad. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it was important to move players on and permanently move players on. Because again, they're all going to be coming back next year, aren't they? And then we've got the same fucking problem again. I mean, I think we're gonna we're gonna struggle to get money for the players that, especially like Ndombélé and the Celso, because we've loaned them out for a good few seasons now. I, I think, think Celso's surely got value. I mean, Ndombélé is a bit of a strange one, but the Celso is is good. He, he proves it everywhere he goes, international level. Why why won't anyone take a punt on him? It might be that we're asking too much money, and it's definitely that. And it might be <laughs> we leaving might just be yeah, pay the wages as long as I'm not paying for them and someone else is. Do you know what I mean? And then at least this way, he if they have another good season, he's hoping that someone's gonna then go. Oh, they're fucking good, and they're run. They're starting to run their contracts down now. So with a year left or half a season, we might get a bit of money for them. They're still like in their mid twenties as well. Yeah. You know? They're not. They're not old players. 
But fuck me, like it's, it's like a bad smell now, isn't it? And they're like, probably on, they're on big money as well, aren't they? He's on two hundred grand a week, isn't he? Yeah, and they haven't five, six year deal. Why would he leave? Why did he choose to leave? Because no other club's going to offer him that. Are no, they? So, no, I mean, but that's the thing again. Again, we're throwing a load of money at a young lad who hasn't proven himself at, at the top level. And uh, yeah, he's got his money. He's thinking, yeah, I've done it. This, this is me. I'm at the top level now. I think, I think that might be one positive in the fact that we didn't sign like Dan James or we didn't panic sign anyone either. Maybe because we were like, well, we've already got these panic signings, so let's not sign. Dan James or whoever, um, and maybe like maybe there's a precision to who we signed rather than what we usually do, which is sign like six, sign six Beatles or seven Beatles or whatever. I don't think we'll truly know how good our transfer window is until like Christmas. Well, probably well, it won't be Christmas because there'll be a World Cup on. But I think it's going to be a few months before we know the impact Basuma is going to have, and you know Perisic has looked okay. You know he's. He's had a couple of good performances, but I think we're still we're not sure what kind of impact they're going to have overall. Um, Bones, what would you rate the transfer window at ten? Um, probably eight and a half, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that's a good transfer window. I, I'm happy with it. I mean, greedy. I want on transfer deadline day. It's the old Tottenham Hotspur in me. I was like. Phew. Leaving might do something a bit special. All right, let me let me let me rephrase the question then, because yeah, that's quite that's quite a high number. How would you rate it in in comparison to previous transfer windows? Um, I think this has been one of our best because it we've got a manager who's dictating the players that he wants coming in, and why he may have wanted other signings, but I think. The majority of the signings we brought in were rubber stamped by him and we got them in early so they could have all pre-season be embedded in. So, got to say, got to take your health to, to Levy and Patricia as well like because they've, do you know what I mean? It looks like there's, there was a plan with those signings where in years gone by, it there it's been scattergun. Oh, who can we nick here? Oh, they're available. Whereas this, this year, it looks like there's some method to it. Okay, Rev, same questions to you. So, out of 10 and compared to previous windows. So, I'll give it a 7. I think it is, like Luke said, one of our better windows where it has just been efficient. You know that the manager's kind of dictating where where we're signing. But the reason I'd give it a 7 and not an 8 is because we all know we wanted that left centre-back, that sort of marquee signing that Conte clearly wanted... And we didn't really get that, like because again, if Longley's any good, he's not. We don't. We can't buy him. We'll have to renegotiate and that sort of thing. And he might go somewhere else. Um, so I, I kind of think that's a bit of a shame. But we we got an old season pro in. We've uh, we've addressed some key areas. So yeah, I'd say seven to be honest. Mm. It's interesting the one about what you said about Longley because I do think that if he has a good season, I think. I think we'll get him. We'll sign him. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I mean, you don't know what the player. You don't know the temperament of the player. We don't know him yet. But I remember we we signed uh, Oliver Eld on loan for the season, didn't we? Was it? Was it how it worked? No, he went to Southampton on loan. Was it? Yeah. I thought we had him on loan for a season before we signed no, him. No, no, he went to Southampton and they wanted to sign him, and then we nipped in. <laughs> but we signed him straight away, did we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So what am I getting confused with then? I think it was it when he renewed his contract? Maybe I'm getting confused with when he was going to leave, and then he all of a sudden he signed a new deal. Yeah, yeah, Perhaps yeah. it was that. Perhaps it was that. I'm, I, well, I just thought I just had Toby in my mind. I miss Toby to be fair. I well, do miss him. He plays for Royal Antwerp now, or something, don't he? Yeah. yeah. Did you see Jan went to Anderlecht as well? Oh, was it? He went back to Anderlecht. Oh, was it? I'd fucking have him back. I'd get, get Jan back. That's what yeah, we need. Yeah. Imagine having Jan at left back now. He'd, well, I don't know. My, his legs were starting to go, weren't they? Mm. Um, so we got Champions League on Wednesday uh, against Olympique Marseille. Um, I don't think they're no mugs I mean we, we spoke about the Champions League last week and that the group was a little bit underwhelming in terms of the, the names we pulled out of the hat but you know you've got to assume that we can get some there's results there to be had for for us so you, you'd hope that we can we can get out of this group not easily but 
you, you'd think that. But you know, all these teams are going to be up for it, aren't they? They're not going to they're not going to roll over for us, that's for sure. But uh, Marseille, what do you what do you think about it, Rav? Are you, are you optimistic? You think we can turn them over? Um, yeah, I mean, there's oh, they've got quite a few ex Arsenal players. They do, and and, few, West, and West Ham, and well, general Premier League. I think they've so they've got um, they got Bailly on loan from United, who. I think he played shit against us when Marino beat him six one. Bailey, is he yeah. is he called is his name actually Bailey? I think it's Bailey. That's what everyone but, said. But it looks like Bailey. We can we can call him Bailey. Yeah. yeah, just just for the just for the you know the, the gammons that listen to us that don't worry about that. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Dimitri Payet. Uh, but they've yeah they've got Genduzi, Kolasinac, Alexis Sanchez from hell. Arsenal, and Tavares on loan. I mean, he's shit anyway. So. so they're going to be playing for their fucking lives, aren't they, on Wednesday? Absolutely. Yeah, that's not what you want to hear. But then they, they have got a former Spur in uh, Paolo Lopez. I think he was on loan with us for a season. Who the fuck is Paolo Lopez? Backup goalkeeper. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he plays for him. But I yeah. do remember him. Yeah, yeah, he did. I do. But, but that, yeah. But you don't want to play a team full of ex-gooners, do you, really? I, I mean, I'd love to punish him, but... Well, Genduzzi's especially one of the worst gooners to play because he'll be, he'll be ready to... But he didn't have a bad like kind of thing with Arsenal. That's why he left because there were some fuckeries that went on. I think he had a bad thing with Arteta. Yeah, Arteta is uh, yeah. a fish though. To be fair. Yeah, I can see that happening for a lot of their players. To be honest. Um, yeah. But, but what, what are your feelings? Do you think this is this is a uh, you know this is a walk in the park or I, do you I, think it's going to be a stressful game? Do you think we're going to be under the cosh? I don't think it is as easy as we'll think it'll be. But they are. I think they're probably. You have to say this maybe the second best team in the group if we're saying we're the best. Uh, I Our think... last European uh, tournament was the Conference League, which we got rolled over in. We kind of got knocked out by default, though, didn't we? Mm, we got still got, we out. still we still struggled with a couple of teams in it. Let's be let's be honest. Well, you... So we're back into the we've gone straight to elite football now from <laughs> Conference League. Well, you got to hope Conte's turning in that then. But I think we've got a chance. It could be, it will be like a three-one. If we turn up, but it, it's how how much will we turn up? That's kind of the question. I think I think this is when you're going to see how good we really are, isn't it? Because I think all these teams are going to be well up for it. Like, what do you reckon, Bones? Are you, are you feeling confident against Marseille? Um, I think I think it's going to be a very difficult game. Um, I think Marseille. I think they've started the season pretty well. I think they've got five wins and a draw. I know it's only the French league, but they're unbeaten. I think so far. Um, I've got a little bit of love for Marseille because um, Chris Waddle, when he left us, he went there and do you know what I mean? So for a French side, the fact that Chris Waddle played for Marseille and they absolutely love, he's worshipped like a god. So do you feel the same way about Sheffield Wednesday then? I've got a soft spot for Sheffield Wednesday as well, yeah. Because of Chris Waddle? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a weird man, That's strange. But yeah, back to the game. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a tough game. Um, I think they could play into our hands because obviously we're they're one of the top teams in France. I think they're probably gonna look and the players that have been mentioned. I think they're gonna be more attacking, free, trying to play free flowing football. And I think when teams try and do that against us, we can pick them apart as opposed to us having the ball and trying to break teams down. Yeah, yeah. So, in our group, we've got Sporting Lisbon and Frankfurt. So, what, what's your what's your feelings about how the group's going to pan out after six games? We, we should really be looking to top that group, really. I mean, Frankfurt, they did win the Europa League, but I think they've been picked apart. I don't know too much about Sporting. I just think away, that might be a bit tricky, but... Yeah, like I think, yeah, I think we should really be looking to win our, our home games and at least pick up a few points on the road. You'd have to say it's a strange group. I think ever since we've been in the Champions League, I don't remember us having a group like this. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that one year that we had Monaco and CSK Moscow. Well, we didn't get out of the group. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's it, very similar. To it's that an group. underwhelming group, yeah. and we struggled with it. And I don't know whether that's because we were peak that year or there was only one time we haven't got the group in it in the Champions League and that was that year I think we were at Wembley though and that was a difference we were at Wembley it was yeah. the first year at Wembley I think we was there wasn't we we yeah, went to the so. Monaco game didn't we um, 
Yeah, it was. They run rings around us in that game, didn't they? Absolutely, run ring, rings around us. To be fair, they did. Their team back then was like Bernardo Silva, Mbappe. They had a naughty team. To be no fair, one, they, Bakayoko. No one knew about them either, did they? No. They were like they caught everyone by surprise. Hopefully, Marseille don't have that. But that's that thing, and this is what I keep saying. They, well, these teams that we're playing, they're going to be up for it. They're going to see us. I'm not saying we're the we're the seed inside, we're not. But we're the if. <laughs> We, we wanted to see a glamour side in our group, but f- for them, they're probably looking at us and thinking, oh, Premier League team, yeah, fuck it. They're going to be the ones that we've got to fucking step up against. A lot of them have a, like a sort of, they've got to prove themselves to the... It is a little bit yeah, of that. It's a, a, and it's a bit, bit of a shop window moment as well because the Premier League pays the highest wages. You know, there's going to be a lot of people watching this football match. Let's let's put ourselves in the shop. Some players are going to be putting themselves in the shop window for them games. I mean, I think with the Champions League... I mean, a bit like in the league, great performances, yeah, we all love them, but just get through the fucking group. By hook or by crook, get through the group. I think sacrifice the the free-flowing football, the performances, just get through the group. I think Conte's got... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we perform in the Champions League because obviously we, we know Conte's record isn't the best. So, yeah, I guess... Yeah, we're going to find out what, how much, how, how seriously he takes it because, you know, it's well documented he likes one game a week. He likes to prepare. You know, you could argue maybe that's why West Ham didn't work as well as everyone hoped yeah. and everyone was a bit disappointed with the performance because a lot of people come out and say that he likes to prepare for the whole week for each game. He likes one game a week. But if he's a good coach, he can work around that because if you're an elite coach, you don't play once a week. You play no. fucking three times a week. Um... So the other game that's coming up is uh, Man City at the weekend on Saturday. Oh, just that little fixture. Yeah, I mean they're an easy. We we beat them easily. Oh, There's no point even talking about City, is it? We just turn them over. That's what we do. Oh, sorry, yeah, but Harlan he looks different. He looks so like. Yeah, no, I think I think if we can handle him, then we we've got him because they haven't looked great. You're not joining the, the Harlan loving crowd. I, I, to be honest, I was I, I thought he'd flop. I'll be honest, but he's he's just a machine. He's literally the Terminator. He does look a lump, doesn't he? He looks he yeah. looks a handful. I was watching the Villa game it, it, on Saturday afternoon, and he looks a fucking handful. Like he's just he's just, he's just massive, isn't he? But he's rapid as well, yeah. and it, 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 I don't know how you stop him. But if we do stop him, which we're known to do, then I think we'll be all right. And Son's had a bit of bad form. There's one team that he pretty much always scores against, and it's them. But everybody pretty much plays the same way against City, don't they? Maybe with the exception of Liverpool and perhaps Chelsea, and maybe Arsenal now as well, because you know they 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 want the ball and they want to they want to keep the ball. But most teams play the same way same way against City. They're going to sit deep. They're going to try and keep their shape, stay tight, and try and hit on the counter. But I don't think there's anyone better than us at it. We're going to have to be fucking perfect defensively at the weekend against City. But we have been on previous encounters. Our record against them is pretty good. But they are due a win, so... And we've... Even though we're playing well, we're unbeaten, we still look like... We we ship a few silly goals do you know what I mean but they're they're, uh, they're not looking to uh, you know they're, they're, they've been they've been a bit frail at the back like they've they're not looking too uh, too confident defensively I, I think that they can be they can be got at I think they can I think I don't think it's going to be it's not <laughs> it's not going to be a West Ham or Chelsea game I don't think like I think yeah, it's it's going to be a good game of football. I don't think we're going to nullify them. I think they're going to score. It's just whether we can score more than them. I think. I don't know. Like, there's always t- there's always games that you feel nervous about, isn't it? And I, I, Arsenal away is always one that I fucking hate because, for whatever reason, the last however many years we just don't turn up. I mean, last year was pathetic. I mean. But it's one of them games just like you're thinking about it. the night before you're thinking about it. What you wake up in the morning you're thinking about it. 
I don't like to let them dickheads consume me too much because I don't want to give them enough. You know what I mean? I don't want them to have that kind of hold over hold over how I feel. But it is a it's a game that's nervy in it. Yet City, who are you know ha- and have been the best team in the league for, you know, for the last five, six, seven years, with the exemption of Liverpool, maybe one season. I don't get that nervous with I don't I don't get nervous with them because we tend to turn them over. They don't want to play us. We've got some little hoodoo over Guardiola, man. He he don't he don't want to play us. Do you think like this might sound silly, but because City aren't really the traditional Sky Four, do you reckon we don't our club kind of doesn't seem like that either? And that's why we go into we go to the Etihad with no fear, because I feel like the the big four that we lose like Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, United sometimes. We we kind of lose before a ball's kicked in our head. Whereas with City, we seem ready for it. Absolutely, it's a free yeah. hit, isn't it? Playing them them games that you don't ever get results, they're a free hit. So go there with that mentality. Go the Chelsea, like we never get with that. Once in my lifetime, I can remember us beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. It's a free hit. Go there and just fucking go have a go at them. That's why I used to love like Yo and Redknapp. We never used to win. But we used to we used to always give them a game. It'd be like four three, you know what I mean? Or it's, it was yeah. some bullshit like that. I remember the four all that we had, where Berbatov could have nicked it in the last minute, yeah. and Kudacini just ugh, I don't know how he's managed to pull that save off. But we would have come back and beat them five. We should have beaten them five four in that game. And any other day, Berbatov scores that. But there was that element to it. It was like it's a free hit. We don't ever win this game. But we now it's like, I think we approach it like Conte has a look at it and says like, don't lose. It's a, a point. It's still a point, and you're taking points off of them. I remember with the Chelsea game there when we when we drew two all with them. Harry Kane got the last one to go. It's like oh, you're celebrating like you got three points. We didn't get three points. We got a point, but we stopped you from getting three yeah. points, and you're going to be one of our rivals at the end of the season. So technically, stopping you getting two points and us getting a point yeah. is three points because it's like a six pointer in a relegation battle. If it's two teams at the bottom of the, bottom of the league that are playing each other, it's actually a six pointer because one of the teams is pulling away from the other as well. So it's the same at the other end of the table. So it is it is like three points difference at the end of the season. So it's it is worth fucking celebrating. And also, a goal in there ain't there ain't a side out there that if they score an equaliser in like the 95th, 96th minute, don't celebrate like that. Yeah, what, Every what, side what do you think was going to happen? To go. I see you next time. Yeah. Like, imagine down the public scars. Oh, okay, bit of an anti-climax that was. <laughs> Draw, fuck me, like most of them both coming out. But the going back to the city, they're not the same team this year. They they've got that option now with Ireland, where before I think we set up right, and we sort of yeah we dug in, and we knew how they were gonna play. They only played one way, but with that guy up front, they can mix it up, and that's. He's a machine, to be fair. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't too concerned about him coming to the Premier League, but yeah, and was it ten goals in the six games? I mean, that that speaks to it. But that, that's the kind of football that Messi and Ronaldo were doing, like a few years back when they were hitting like 70 goals a season yeah. I mean that's them kind of numbers but you know he, he come flying at the traps he's got to maintain that form It's it's been more or less one game a week up until now it's going to start getting a, a lot you know there's there's the fixtures list is going to thicken up a little bit and yeah can he do it at Burnley on a Tuesday night a cold Tuesday yeah, well he's in Manchester so it's cold every week yeah, to be fair used to it. I was actually in Manchester the other night when he got that hat-trick against Nottingham Forest and there was already Nottingham Forest supporters going home uh, and I think it was only about I think it was in the first half and there was already Nottingham Forest supporters going home wow yeah jeez I think they were like 4-0 down in the first half weren't they 3-0 yeah, down it was pretty quick yeah yeah I mean it was but, to be fair though I'm like they had, they had a they had a bit of a so we beat them the game before wasn't it we beat them on the Sunday yeah, yeah. so they had a bit of a rough ride that week well, they were crying about their. Everyone was crying about Forrest's performance against us, but yeah. we just rolled them over. I was quite. But do you guys think with City that I, I always think that Son, with a point to prove against City, is quite dangerous. He mm. always, he always like scoring against them. But I think with all the transfer stuff and maybe seeing Haaland being picked over him, Harry Kane might go beast mode. Harry Kane's Harry Kane's in good form. Like I mean, no one's talking about Harry Kane this season, which is what I like. Yeah. yeah. He's how many goals has he got? Like five. Five or six, something like that, isn't it? 
Come on, stats man. Yeah, to be fair, that was a, 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 was a question out of the blue because we wasn't actually looking to talk too much about Harry Kane, but we should do because he is scoring scoring well, goals. He doesn't start scoring till now. Yeah, it is. He doesn't score in August uh, traditionally, but yeah, he's he's. I think he's got five. He's got five. Yeah, so I mean that's five and six. That's that's not a bad return, is it at all? And he hasn't. He's still warming up, Harry Kane. He. He's playing well, but I think there's still a few cobwebs there, and I think it's going to take time for them to gel. But to get five games when you're, do you know what I mean? At such an early start of the season. Yeah, he'll be happy he's about just that. Gonna, he's just going to get better and better. He'll be happy about that because he'll know that if he, if he, I don't think he's ever scored this many goals at this point yeah. in any season. So. The fact that no one else is chipping in, I think Hoiberg's the only one that's kind of chipping in. I think Hoiberg's got two, hasn't he? Well, I think, yeah. um, who else did we have? I think... Sessegnon scored, I think. Diaz scored. There was there was a few games. The opening game, Harry Kane didn't score, did he? Or did he? No, I don't think he did. It was Diaz, Sessegnon, Hoiberg and... and Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the fact that we're not getting the other guys on the score sheet regularly... It isn't a concern because it's going to come. I think as everyone starts to sell, because it's the, it, I always find that the early point of the season, nobody, obviously nobody wants to lose, but I think especially like everybody's at that point where it's like, just just make sure we stay tight, don't drop any 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 points, try and nick a draw here, and I think everyone's in that kind of, everyone's jacked up in it because it's the early part of the season, like. You can see up the road that them guys have come flying out of the traps, but you know they were kind of the first half decent side they've come up against. They got rolled over quite easily, from what I, from what I gave. I didn't watch it, but I mean, not to talk too much about it. Um, they were good, and I think they were pretty much in command of that game. And yeah, they um. I had fuck all in the locker I couldn't do it mm. because they stuck someone on Odegaard which is yeah. what I said last week stick someone on him and they, did call it. They, they, they it shackles them and it was Ericsson they stuck on it how about yeah. Ericsson is Man United's best player when did you ever think you'd see that oh, it kind he's of hurts. actually their best player it does hurt doesn't it yeah I, I, I wish we wanted him back but I guess we didn't so well, I, like, I think I said it on a previous pod that we did inquire, we did speak to his people when he wanted £10 million sign on clause and 200 grand a week. And Levy went, fuck that. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to see him in a Man United shirt, but I do love him still and he's alive, which is nice. Absolutely. Because he could have not been alive, cause he, yeah. I guess. Um, as long yeah. as he doesn't do it against us, which he definitely will. Yeah, he will score a fucking screamer, wouldn't it? I don't think I don't know. I don't know. I hope that day he gets benched for Fernandez and yeah, yeah, definitely. But he isn't because Ten Hag's definitely going to play him yeah. against us in that game. Um, but yeah, fuck United. Um, so yeah, City this weekend score predictions. Now fuck that. Stop. We're going to rewind back to the Champions League game. Marseille score prediction. Um, I got a feeling it's going to be like a one all. Peak. <laughs> I well, we're going to the game, so I'm hoping for a three-one because I want to see some goals. Yeah. Yeah. Three-one. That's, that's a big Champions League scoreline, is it? Three-one. That is, but I think we're gonna under the lights on a Wednesday. That place is gonna be rocking. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I honestly don't know how to call it because it's the way we set up against teams now. I'd have to see. But, okay, I've got to make a prediction. Based on what I've seen so far this season, how we set up against teams, I'm going to say that we'll win 2-1. I think we'll just have too much room. I don't think they've got the quality to, to, to score. It's hard, it's hard to say. It's it's so hard to say because these teams are you know they're doing well in their own respective leagues. And we do surrender quite a lot of the ball. And you can't do it all the mm-hmm. time. You, know, you only saw against Fulham, like... Laurie's had to pull off a couple of really good saves to stop them being in it. I mean, and they, a, and they had no, they had fully made fuck all in that game. But to be fair, did you notice that them opportunities, the Mitrovic chances, the goal and the chance at the end, they come when 
I think they were they were sort of counterattacks, weren't they? Where we weren't back in our block in our positions, so there was a bit more extra space. So maybe that's a lesson to be learned, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, so city predictions. Um, I'd happily take a draw up there. But what do you think the scoreline will be? Not, not. I think they're going to do us. <laughs> I, I think they are. I don't think. I, I think that's where our unbeaten runs ends. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, hopefully, you are. Hopefully, yeah. But I've just got a feeling they're going to do us. Bad, like like an ass fudging. <laughs> a rectal breach. Potentially. Yeah, you fancy a rectal breach. Well, wow. I've heard that. We've got to call them that now. Rectal breaches. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if uh, I don't know if they're gonna do gonna, gonna do Maybe that. that's me just being pessimistic. I think we frustrate but... the shit out of them and, and catch them on the counter and dick them again. It's just yeah, that Harlan he he had something different and I think if they if they go ahead early I think we could yeah. Where are we watching it? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. We can get together, man. I'll, I'll put something together. We can get together around here, Should innit? we do it? Yeah, man, I can, I can put something together. It's Saturday night. Mm. I ain't looking to spend a lot of money going down the boozer again, like. It's getting too expensive. To, how much is a pint these days, man? Six quid. It is, isn't it? Feels like it is, yeah. It is. It's, apparently, it's going to get up to like 18 quid a pint or something, innit, in the next three that's, years. That's when I'm done with the pub. <laughs> yeah, I did. I read that in the paper the other day yeah. that it's apparently in the next three years it's going to be like 18 pounds a pint. And I won't be going to the pub then. Yeah, I don't no. want to think about that. No, but I mean, it's the same shit about the, it's the cost of living. Course, <laughs> yeah. They're getting everybody gassed up. And um, cool, that that was a big cough because I saw on the on the screen that it just... Spiked. It spiked differently. Like That was the cost of living crisis just threw some wind up your bones, mm. is not it? But yeah, apparently pints are going to be 18 quid. Levy's rubbing his hands together. He can't wait for fucking... Oh, no. Levy's causing the cost of living crisis. I bet he is. He needs to get the money back. Somehow he's doing something. He's he's like severing pipes, let's supply gas from Russia into Europe. Oh, what would you do if he Game of Thrones the war in Russia? Like, he's doing something. He's like Littlefinger, isn't it? Yeah. He's causing some fuckeries <laughs> like in the background, just to make sure that the cost of living crisis hits the hits the UK and the in the, the surrounding areas of London, so he could just tweak the prices of everything. That you know, ticket prices are going up. Beer prices, sausage rolls are now seven quid instead of four quid. I had a sausage roll on Saturday. It was it was. The sausage rolls are good in there, but I don't know where anyone else gets a sausage roll. If anyone listening in has tasted the roll of... The of, sausage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone else has gone down and got a sausage roll from the stadium. They are very good, and they are plenty of meat in them. They're very tasty. Uh, the beer is okay. It's a bit bit flat, a bit watery, but yeah. How much is a pint in there the other day? It was elite. I think a beaver town was six something, and an Amster was like five something. I didn't get a beaver town. No, I was just looking because I was going to get a Beaver Town, but they'd run out, which is also a problem. So they have Amstel and Heineken. But they ran out of Heineken as well. Yeah, it's a good look at the stadium. I mean, it's nipping there before the game for a beer, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It is pretty good. Like I was thinking, like, should we go in a pub or should we... We went in the, we, we went in the um, Beaver Town, uh, the corner pin. Mate, I don't know what it was where I was wearing like the 1984 like, UEFA Cup Spurs shirt or whether it was just I'm a bit obese and a bit sweaty. But they didn't have the aircon in there, and we 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 got in there, and it wasn't that busy. But we got in there, and this was about an hour before, the, I think it was an hour and a half before kickoff. Mate, it was so hot in there; it it's was like ridiculous. Like we walked in there, and you know, when you just feel all your pores just open up, and everything just. Oh, I was like, I said to I said to my missus like, I can't have this, man. This is this is, like, this is this isn't working. Like, there's no pint behind that bar that's gonna make any of this worth it. So let's get the fuck out of here and. That's when I met you yeah. when we went we went straight in. But it was it was so much better. There was plenty of room in the stadium. There was still enough people in there that it was a good a good atmosphere and obviously like Tim come up and met us. That was good to see Tim. We were just talking some breeze with Tim. Um but yeah, having a few beers in the in the stadium is not the end of the world, is it? It's nah. it's, it's all right, isn't it? Like, I, think, I actually quite like it. I think at half time it was a bit chaotic. Like you you probably aren't getting a pint unless you leave five minutes nah, before you, the end you, of the you half. You need to nip out at like forty one. Yeah. The latest. But before game and probably after game it would have been fine I think if we'd stayed stuck around 
um, it, he's he's done really well to, to get it quite it moved quite freely do you not think we had to walk quite a long way to have a piss though yeah that, that was that was different I know so there's loads of women's toilets which is fine like, I'm not I'm not questioning that you know, there should be plenty of facilities around for everybody but we had to walk quite a long time to get to I think we walked like five or did six did we walk the wrong way though blocks? no we didn't we were going the, the right way it was literally from the block we were sitting in to like five blocks down but the toilets are nice. It ain't like in White Alone when you went for a piss and you walk in and it's like a like a wall of piss moist Ugh. air and you walk into it and you just hit with it and you're breathing it in. You can taste it and you're licking your lips and it's it's all over you like a hot a hot mist of piss. Do you remember that of the old White Alone toilets? Unless some geezer next to you like splashing his piss all over your leg and he's going, "All right, boy." You can't be much to your son. Like, there's, some, there's always some... Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there's nonsense down there. There probably is. I mean, there's, there's 60,000 people down there. They're probably, just by rule of average... Statistically. Yeah, there probably is a nonce at Spurs. I but, can't run the stats on that. I, I don't know what the stats are, but there probably is some nonsense there. I don't, I don't know. But I'm just saying that it, it always was... I always found it a bit creepy, the old toilets. It was a bit close. They, are, they, are, they were proper... The splashback uh, was, yeah. was real... On your hands sometimes, isn't it? You know, when you, you get a bit of someone else's piss on your hand, you can't, uh, there's nothing you can do about it. You just think, oh, I hope there's some soap. That's all you can do about it. There yeah. wasn't hand sanitizer everywhere in them days. Now it's fine because it's, now, yeah. it's fucking everywhere. COVID's like, benefited us you in can't that walk, way. You can't, you can't walk fucking 10 seconds down the road without some hand sanitizer getting squeezed in your I, face. I didn't realise how much I didn't miss the old toilets in Wild Lane, actually. You know, you remember it. There was uh, one shit, yeah. yeah. There was one shit. I was talking to Amy about the things that I miss about the old Wild Lane. I remember there used to be a salt beef or a couple of salt beef stands around the stadium. They did salt yeah, beef bagels. I remember that. I used to love them. They were, they were awesome. Yeah. But one thing that I didn't miss, there was one shitter, and I think it was on the East Stand. <laughs> and they might have had more of them, but this is the one I remember. And it had a glass window in it, right? So when you sat down and had a shit, everyone could see you having a shit. It was tempered glass. But come on, man, you see it. Everyone walking past, it's looking at you having a tip out. Like, I don't know. Like, I, mean, I, I don't know. There was always one, like, sort of nutter that would kind of just go in there as well. I think I remember. He just be, he wouldn't give a shit, literally. I get it when you cut the top bit off so you can have a peek in if someone's getting on the on the, on the the gear like, or having a, having a cheeky line. Or maybe at the bottom so you can check that there's not two people like having a bunk up in there. But now I'm having a like, glass window in the front of the door. So you just sit there with a the shit. And then everyone, shadows, everybody's just walking like, fast, going, right, mate? And you're like, yeah, I'm all right. Like, imagine, you got, imagine you're having a bad day as well. Like, you just, you know what I mean? You're in a bit, uh, of, in a bit of trouble and you're just shitting through the eye of a needle. Like, but, uh, that's the first thing Levy changed, I imagine. That's the first thing he, he, went, he saw that and he went, nah. That was, that was, that. That was the thing that prompted the new stadium, in it? That one. I went, he went, I went, I went Levy went for a shit in there, innit? And he was just sitting there and going, oh, fucking hell, I don't know if he shit. So he nips out and had a, had a tip out in there. And he's just seen some horrible cunt come in and go, get in, oh, fucking get on the gear. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I'm trying to remember some, some of the other things from the old stadium. That, that could be a segment we do. Yeah, like, the old stadium, like, I was thinking, I was thinking at the game on Saturday, like, it's it, it still hasn't quite got the romance of well, old White Hart Lane nah. yet. It's still, but it's getting there. It is getting there. The, the excitement's good. The, the buzz is good. You've got the guys playing the music. What's lacking? What's lacking, Rev? Uh, it just, uh, for me personally, it just doesn't feel like home yet. It still feels like every match we go to, it still feels like an, an event that's day out. Um, that is, it's different from just getting on Enfield Town to go watch Spurs and doing it more regularly because maybe tickets were a bit cheaper. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really sink in that it's 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 where we it's our home at the moment. So what is what, what is the magic then of going to watch Spurs? What is what what makes the magic of going to watch? Obviously, winning football matches is what we want. What we want to see. But what 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 do you remember about going to watch Spurs at White Hart Lane that's lacking now? What is what is missing? To be honest, for me, I don't know if you guys agree, but I think. Uh, I think it, it's it's time, it's memories, it, it's like it's it's world class goals that we haven't seen there yet, world class players that we, we we've got to now, but that it's sort of in the moment with Kane and Son, and we probably will, will feel it'll feel more homely after they've maybe retired, but yeah, at the moment it, it's not um, 
it just it feels like we haven't had enough time there, even though we've been there quite a while. It is time. I think you're right. I think I think I think it's time. We just need time, more more time there. Yeah. And I think we need some big victories there, some memories to yeah. make some memories there. So we got City in the Champions League, but that was the first leg. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was the second leg of the semi final in Amsterdam that we we got through to the final. So again, we didn't have that. I think we lost the first leg, didn't we? The semi final. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've had a few good results over Arsenal there one of which was during Covid so it was kind of restricted kind of attendance I think the last Arsenal game was pretty yeah that would be a good that was memory. the first one with full capacity wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think I think that is it I think it's been unfortunate that we got in there during a period where we moved in and then we kind of Covid happened but it was there was a period of like about a year before Covid happened but we didn't get to see Gareth Bale there I mean that would have been that would have been amazing that would have helped I think we've all yeah. we've all kind of been very unlucky could, not to all, all of us wanted to see Gareth Bale come back we romanticised over it for fucking almost a decade and when he come back none of us would go and watch him I and mean, a handful of people got, got were lucky enough to see that game against Arsenal Yeah. but we, we couldn't go and watch him it was yeah. it was heartbreaking because actually he was he was decent when it he was. come back and all of us wanted to see Gareth Bale back at the lane yeah I, I, I think a little bit uh, there is, there is the fact that we know that there was a, a shitter with a window or tempered glass in it in the East End. Just it was that little quirk about it that we all laugh at, but that's part of sort of you, you, we knew the old stadium so well. Whereas this one, it still feels a bit like, oh, where am I going? Do you know what I mean? There's a bit of that too. I yep. think. That being said, it is a fucking mad stadium, isn't it? It's lovely. Like, it <laughs> is mad. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's about the feeling, isn't it? It's about it's about how you associate to Spurs and stuff. So it is it is it's just getting the the games in there, the memories in there, and yeah, the consistency of going regularly as well. Because yeah. I, I mean, I don't go all the. I mean, last year I think I went to a couple of games, but this year I'm looking to get down there quite regularly. How about you, Luke? What is the question? The question is, um, what is the difference between White Lane and the new stadium? What is how how you feel about the stadium? Um, so I first went to the old stadium when I was probably about six. So and they used to have the the wooden chairs and the shed ends. That's when I first went. When Fuck that... How old are you, man? <laughs> the shed ends. Yeah, with the with the with the floodlights on like scaffold. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen. So yeah. and so that's where I started off going and watched it. I still remember. The, the fucking Grundig TVs down by the bars and I remember the, the Grundig TVs yeah um, and then over the years gradually it evolved and first of all the stand the stand changed in it and it was just a single tier and then there was about like a 50 60 foot gap up to the ceiling and then they put the top tier in after so it's just a, it was an evolution of the stadium that, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, when I first started going, they still had, like, fences, like, wooden fences around certain, outside certain parts of the stadium. So it was, like, it was a proper, like, sort of working-class venue that grew up over time and became more of a up-to-date professional stadium, whereas this new stadium is brand new. So I think it's going to take a while, like you said, results will help there's nostalgia with the old stadium obviously you're, you're looking for it looking back it, like with tinted um, glasses on um, trophies that we won at the old stadium it's it's a little bit of everything I think once this sta- new stadium gets bed, bed in and gets a bit gritty there's some fucking sick and piss on the floor do you know what I mean like that, that bit of grubbiness that you want it to feel like a proper football stadium? I don't think it will. It just needs to be a little bit more weathered. It's still a bit too new and shiny and sparkly. So in it, in it, the stadium, essentially, like what we're all saying, it needs moments. Yeah. And it needs to, it needs to, the memories need to be in, in the, in the, the bricks and the mortar of the building. Mm. So when you go in there, you feel it. Like you, the, you know, when you went into Wildland, you felt, you felt the ghosts of, of, of the of the things that had gone on there, do you know what yeah. I mean? And and you, you kind of felt it as you walked in the atmosphere of all the things that had happened, you know, the trophies and all the great moments over the years, the great players that have played there. And it's just waiting for that in this stadium. And I mean it's, it's on the more or less the same it's on the same fucking ground, yeah. isn't it? It's 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 hallowed ground for sure. It isn't like, you know, 
it isn't it isn't like it's just down the road it is actually on the same more or less the same ground it is isn't it I mean it, but it is, it is that and it, feel, it feels like the same stadium when you're inside it doesn't it just kind of zooped up yeah I mean it's it, it was it was there's some nice little touches in it with the reclaimed bricks and the, the centre like do you know what I mean the points marking the centre circle. circle yeah so the, I think he's done well to like keep the bricks and mortar and the history from the old stadium and incorporate it into the new. I just think, yeah, it just takes time. Moments. Yeah. Moments and sick and piss. <laughs> so uh, what we need is some sick and piss and some trophies, please, uh, Spurs. So just, you know, make it make it happen. And please oblige. Yeah, yeah, make it happen. Make us feel like, make it feel like the, the lane. We call it the lane anyway, don't we? we don't yeah. Like yeah. I think you might change with the naming, but that might be another issue. It's always going to be the lane, I think. Yeah. I don't think it's ever not going to be the lane. Um, shall we wrap it there? I think we've been doing it for about an hour and a usual hour and 10 minute kind of segment. Um, yeah, again, thanks to uh, Neil. Uh, shout out to Loz. Shout out to Tim. Uh, good to see ya. Uh, thanks for the good feedback that we've been getting from different people who listen. It's nice to hear that people are listening to it and liking it. If you want to give us some critique, that's also fine. Um, so yeah, just keep tuning in and subscribe to it and write some reviews on it as well. Like hit, hit, hit the subscribe button and write a review and, you know, Say some nice things, isn't it? Because it makes us feel nice. Because we do this, for f- we don't get paid for it. We do it because we love doing it. And yeah, throw some love. Throw some love out there. Uh, anything you want to say, boys, before we wrap it up? Bunsy? No, I think we've covered most things this week. We have indeed. I, Rev? Think, I think we'll do City. But uh, yeah, nothing nothing to add. Did you say a scoreline? Did you, did you, I don't think we did, no. No, go on. What's your scoreline, Rev? I reckon... 3-2 again to us. 3 to the Spurs. I think we'll wrap it up there. So this has been Coys in the Hood, Season 1, Episode 9. Come on, you Spurs. Fucking A. Yeah.